Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. So hello, I'm just, I think I have maybe not Sharn. Yeah, Edith. you got it. That's me. I wrote it down. If you looked at it, it looked like Cyan. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, how about if we, how about if you start there, explain your name? Cause uh, your parents did do what I did to my son of giving a name that's hard exactly. to, uh, you have to phonetically write it out for people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, I've never actually come, got to the bottom of the reason, but my parents decided, I think it was more my mom than my dad, but she decided my name was Sean and I have a circumflex on my A and it confuses everyone in this world. Um, <laughs> so now I just answer to everything that sounds something like Sean. I actually got called Shine in an Uber the other day. So that's probably the best one so far. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. You're in Vegas. Yeah, I'll, take, I'll take that one. Mm-hmm. So I... Uh, you're in Vegas at the moment with a British accent and then you worked the Lido in Paris so we'll go backwards of like your international <laughs> overlap here yeah okay. yeah so you so you grew up where in England did you grow up uh, so I grew up in a place called Warrington which is the northwest between Manchester and Liverpool so a nice place couldn't choose yeah. yeah yeah it's a nice area of the UK did you grow up dancing? I did. Uh, I started very young dancing with my cousins. Um, ballet was the first, and then I went through to jazz, tap. Uh, and then I sort of had a moment where I just wanted to do something else. So I did, uh, what did I do? I did disco dancing. I was a cheerleader, just all kinds of things because I just was venturing. But um, yeah. Yeah, so I did all that all the way from, I was a small child, but I was tall. So from the age of two and a half, three years old, I was in classes, which, um, yeah, my whole life, basically. And till about one year at the age of 12 or 13, where I thought I didn't want to do it. And then I decided, no, <laughs> this was it. I've made a decision. Really? So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's something in 12, you know, junior high, middle school, social starts to be important and then if you want to dance because I've talked to quite a few of dancers from all the shows like your social life too you don't get to have as much of a social life with dance if you're really going to commit but being a teenager having to make that choice of yeah am I going to really do this I started at high school all my friends were going out at the weekends and I was doing three nights a week in classes and all day on a Saturday sometimes on a Sunday and I felt a lot like I was missing out which I was essentially, but yeah. um, a few months of going to the local town on the weekend re- quickly made me realize <laughs> actually I was missing nothing. You, you yeah. weren't missing anything. So oh. yeah, I sat down with my teacher and she said, you have to de- make a decision now and you either go for it or you don't. And I made that decision. So here I am. It was a good Were decision. you, yeah, yeah. Were you predominantly ballet or were you training in other things? Um, that's how I started. Uh, but I, I think that genetically I'm not made to be a ballerina and my ankles, they are not good ankles. So point work was never something that I enjoyed. Um, so I quickly went into like jazz, musical theater. I enjoyed that a lot. And then 
I went to a musical theatre school. That's where I trained after. So I did my normal school. I went to a college and I did dance. And then I went to performing arts school and I did musical theatre. Um, really? Yeah. Which obviously still had ballet, tap, jazz. All those classes were involved, but the focus of the school was musical theatre. Were you learning singing and acting as well? Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I can't sing. I, I do sing all the time, but n- not for anyone's enjoyment. Just because <laughs> <laughs> I like <laughs> yeah. 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 Some people say, well, anybody can sing. I'm like, ah. no, mm-hmm. there's, you can get closer to it. Like I've been in musicals where just turn the mic down, let the stronger dancers dance, turn their mic down, turn the singers' mm-hmm. mics up. Because they want yeah. people I say to this. I say, I can sing in a chorus, but I'm not a soloist yeah which gets you jobs I think that might even be a push to be honest but here we are we won't make you sing on here oh no don't do that (laughs) did you want to go for musical theater like well the west end would be your um yeah I'm thinking like here we always think of New York and Broadway but for Uh England the west end's a big bigger deal um honestly I didn't know what I wanted to do um I didn't have anyone ahead of me that was kind of leading the way you know sometimes people have like older sisters or friends or someone that's come from their dance school and they're sort of like I'm gonna do what she's doing I didn't have that so I didn't really know what direction I wanted to go in I just knew that I liked dancing (laughs) that's kind of what led me um but whilst I was I trained at Phil Winston's which is the school the musical theatre school it's in England um And whilst I was there, I sort of realised that musical theatre maybe wasn't the route I was going to go down, um, mainly because of my height. Um, I'm not like stupidly tall, but compared to everyone, I was like a little bit taller and sort of didn't fit the lineup. And I just knew that I was maybe not the right fit for that. Um, Yeah. Which is why, actually, I started to research. And one of my first ever jobs was... Uh, at La Nouvelle Lab. I was really yeah I was really young I just went on a whim to the audition and got the job um so moved yeah at 20 years old to Paris to be in a topless show which is a bit daunting for anyone really, <laughs> yeah. But, um yeah I, doing that audition I realized this is what my long legs are for and I, I should be a show girl so luckily I worked it out quite quickly in my career um but yeah I didn't know that always. I don't think I even knew what a showgirl was until leaving college. Yeah, that's I think a question I, I ask a lot of people. Like somebody saw a poster in their dance studio, but most most of us had ballet posters in our dance studios in our bedrooms. Yeah, and like, but there were some people that were seeing this. Like, how did you know? Yeah, or they saw the New Year's Eve show. I think England does that too. That 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 they show the Moulin Rouge or the Lido like on New Year's Eve. There's a they would show over the holidays and some people had, thought like, that the way Tiller girls. the Tiller girls were on the tv there so that was sort of the closest thing I guess yeah um, but no I just didn't see that I, I was I was trained at college to think that if I couldn't sing or couldn't do all three I wouldn't work so I was leaving there scared but um it's all worked out it's wow. okay that's yeah because I think if there's no one because I've heard people's story at, at college someone said well you're too tall or if you're taller than all the boys you can't partner yeah. or being a lead lady in a show if you're taller than the mm-hmm. lead males but you just like oh you're tall you should be a showgirl 
Um, But if you don't have that, it's like there was a lot of people that probably could have gone on and had great careers that were just too tall. There's my dog. Sorry, he's be (laughs) (laughs) so so you just you did you figure it out on your own or how did you how did you even get to I'm gonna say it Nouvelev? This uh how did I get there? I saw the audition posted in a group on Facebook I think which oh really because yeah I never had an agent I never signed with an agency mainly mainly because I didn't want to pay them money which sounds so stupid but I just always thought I can do this by myself um yeah and you did <laughs> well I I yeah here I am I've done it so yeah. but, um, no I saw the advert and it was it was in Paris and so me and my best friend, I said to her, do you want to go to Paris as an audition? If I don't get it, at least we've had a nice holiday. And if I do get it, I'll yeah. gray. And, and that yeah. was sort of my attitude. Um, so we went and we made like a weekend of the trip. Um, and she sat and waited for me in Starbucks while I did my audition. Um, and then I got it. They offered me it on the day. And so we left Paris very happy because I was about to start my first job. So, yeah, it was... Um, all on a bit of a whim, but it obviously paid off, which was great. So, wow. Yeah. Do you know what the audition was like? I've heard that show. Is it had a little bit more of a, I want to say retro feel to it or something? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, so I actually did that show in 2013 and then I went back again in 18 and, and it's like a family. Um, I actually just had Adrian here in Vegas a few weeks ago and he was visiting and we're still super close it's really lovely um but yeah the show it's this I don't know if you've seen inside the theater but it's a very intimate theater it seats I think it's 500 but it's all very um cozy the little tables very Parisian as you can imagine but yeah the stage is small the cast is small um and the show is one of a kind it's yeah, unlike anything I think you'll have seen or anyone will have seen before, um, but it's wonderful. It's a really wonderful show. It's so nostalgic. And and every time I go back to Paris, I go and try and see it because it just always is so lovely to see the show again. Um, and actually, they're going to reopen next year. Okay, I was going to ask because I when I was, in, I was in Paris twice this last year and yeah. I wanted to see it. And I think I had heard it was going to start and then it didn't. So they must have just... Yeah, they decided so to wait. Everybody else is opening, and they uh, weren't. They had um, they had Emily in Paris filming in there. Um, really? Yeah, part <laughs> of season three has been filmed inside the venue, and then they had some like uh, short stints of comedians or singers that used the venue. So I think they just let this year go, um, and then next year they're going to have their cast back in there doing Paris Jutem, which is the show. Yeah. Is that what they were doing pre-COVID and they're just bringing it back then? They don't have to... Yeah. So Paris Jutem has been in there for, I think, 30 plus years. It's a... Yeah. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a great show. It's a, it's it's lovely. Um, and yeah, I'm really glad that it's going to go again. And I think it will remain the same, at least for next year. I, I don't know the plans beyond that. But um, yeah, I think next year will be this, for the same show. I didn't realize it has been there for years and years and years because I was somebody maybe from the sixties. I mean, I, I thought for some reason it was like a newer cabaret, but it's, it's got a long oh, history. It, it's, yeah. I actually want to say 
I wish I could remember the facts. I should know this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> to listen to this. It's old. It's very old. It's old. It's before it's the sixties. I feel like it goes back further. Yes, absolutely. Um, and it's been in the family of Adrian, who is there now. It's been in the <clears> family <throat> through generations. So yeah, it's a it's a lovely place. Wow. And it was so how was that going job. home? Yeah. Well, especially like, <clears throat> you're not going across the world like to Vegas, but you, you get to go to another country and you're what, yeah. 20 years old and you're going to leave yeah. and go tell your parents, Hey, I'm moving to Paris. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. It was, um, it, yeah, like you say, it was only a few hours away, so that was fine. But, um, I had a great time. Par- I really, really embraced Paris and I had a lot of fun <laughs> and actually have friends, Two of my best friends are from that contract, which was now 10 years ago. So really? Wow. Yeah. For yeah. some people, they said they were working so hard they didn't see Paris. I'm like, well, that would be a shame to yeah. be in Paris as a young person and not get to. So what was oh. like your did you get out and adventure? Because you know, um, you could also take there's so much in Paris and there's so much yeah. close by. And yeah. uh, I think that year because I've been back to Paris obviously since then that year I certainly saw Paris by night much more than I saw it by day yeah (laughs) yeah well when you're a showgirl in Paris you get free drinks and that for a 20 year old was (laughs) to say the least um but no I I definitely saw enough like I knew that I loved Paris and I knew that when I went back that I would need to see it more in the daytime which which I did so that's (laughs) Well, we were talking about the vampire life. Like people talk about, if you're going to date someone, it's usually somebody in the show because, or an entertainer because everybody's asleep when you're (laughs) exactly or a barman. Yeah, a lot of barman dates going on out there. (laughs) (laughs) Did you um, know any of the dancers? Did you the Lido or the Mulan? Did dancers know dancers from other shows? Hang out. Um, I've heard little bits of crossover, but if you're working the same night, same time. That year, the first year I was there when I was young, we sort of kept, our cast sort of kept to itself. I did meet other people from the other shows, but not, it wasn't such a crossover as when I was older. I think when I went back there as an older dancer, I I knew more people and I socialized more so with other shows. But um, at that age, I think I just was, engrossed in what I was doing to be honest but um oh yeah I'm now I'm remembering what it was like to be 20 out on your own and you have that that life where people like Reno was different than I worked in Reno different than Vegas but yeah just like going out late at night and everything was so new and exciting and you're 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 special in people's eyes and so it kind of adds this different little semi-celebrity it felt, to yeah. life. it was a, it was a great time I had a really really great time I also had before that, I had done a contract in India working in Bollywood. So, what? I, yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'd gone from being treated terribly to moving to Paris and being treated, like you say, like a minor celebrity. So the difference was crazy, but very welcomed. Um, what was the thing in India? What was it the, being American or being a female or was there anything um, that made that harder? Being a white blonde woman that's five foot nine in India is a well maybe not now but at that time was a very difficult thing to do um yeah we were not we were not treated with respect and and I had sometimes have a lot to say and they did not enjoy that about me um 
So I had an interesting time there. I was based out of Mumbai and I, I just think we must have seemed like aliens to the people in that area because we were so different and they sometimes people would pull my hair in a store because they didn't think that I was real or I don't know like an alien yeah that's how it was but I got to work on some Bollywood films and ultimately I had a great time I learned a lot um probably wouldn't ever work there again but I I'm glad that I did it it was an how did how did you even get that job um I took myself to London and did an audition and off I went I just flew to India alone at 19 which to think about that now seems crazy because I would never let a child of mine do such a thing there's a lot of us now saying wait where were my parents (laughs) yeah well my mom was sobbing in terminal two in Manchester oh stop being so stupid I'm gonna be a dancer she and I didn't get it but now I'm like wow you were brave letting such yeah but um no I got the job and off I went and I just I landed there alone luckily there was some other girls from the UK that were already there so I had at least someone that was could help me um but it was now looking back it was so risky it felt very fine at the time but now I think I'd be a lot more wary but yeah it was was an experience for sure there's a lot of especially my we talk about like that interesting intersection of being naive and really brave you know like <laughs> get yourself in situations now you're like oh that was probably taking some risk but uh-huh. it's kind of good if you're yeah to sometimes not you know, this is where you get ourselves in trouble but a lot of us are doing things that we now go oh I know wow. <laughs> I wrote I actually wrote a diary whilst I was in India and honestly I think I should publish it because some of the things that I wrote that I did like not me personally but at work or on a job or on set all the things that happened it's just crazy like <laughs> I, I can't even begin to think about you know just knowing someone else there it was I would be so worried for them but actually I just was writing a diary thinking it was hilarious but really it, was, <laughs> it wasn't oh, yeah uh-huh. Wow. But, so was it, yeah. you were there for the contract just for filming the, the Bollywood movies and came back. Um, that, that was a yeah. main purpose. No live theater shows, right? It was all filmed. No. Well, I did a few live events. Um, really? Yeah. So a few um, weddings of very famous people, which weren't famous to me because it's Bollywood or Tollywood, which is the South India version of Bollywood also huge and a lot of money involved but yes some of these people were huge stars of their industry but because we don't watch those films we just didn't know who they were so we we like danced at the wedding of someone who was extremely famous we actually had like Brad and Angelina were in the audience at one point so some of the things were we were a bit like okay wow this is a big deal but then it just didn't seem as big because we didn't know the scale because we don't yeah. know the films. But I had to have a weird moment one time in Paris. I went into a store and there was TV playing a movie and I looked at it and I was, I was like, I recognised this song and it was me on that TV. And the guy in the shop who was Indian thought it was the best thing ever. And I was like, <laughs> wow, okay, this is, yeah. this is why I went there. Yeah. Yeah, wow. it, I certainly 
I'm glad that I went. But at the time, there was a lot of things where I wished that I was at home, but I did it. And here I am to tell the tale. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I think it's like, okay, next job needs to be a little safer or you, and then the more work you have, the more you can have yeah. your choice of things, but getting your first job, that's, I think it's like, I'm just so happy to work. I'll do whatever or whatever. Yeah. And then you go, okay, maybe I don't need to risk uh, everything to do it. Exactly. But yeah, the contrast from that to then going to Paris was a lot. Um, and I knew that I favored Paris, obviously. Um, and back to Paris I would go many times since then so it's yeah yeah so how did did you work pretty constant after that yeah because um, were you also you know where the auditions are you know what's happening with the shows got a little bit more I think connection soon, yeah I think as soon as you start and I'm quite I think friendly is the word. I talk to anyone. I, I could talk to a brick wall, I think. I'm, I talk <laughs> a lot, maybe too much, some people would say. But I think as soon as you start in, an, in the industry and you get to know people who know someone or, you know, you just kind of make friends, from that point on, I've, I've always been fine. Like, I've always worked because I've, I've obviously still auditioned, but sometimes it's a case of, oh, Sean, what are you doing? Like, are you free for a job here or this or that? So it's sort of worked out well. Um, yeah, I'm grateful. It's been a great time. But um, after Paris, yeah, I then went into my cruise ship stage. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to experience show business. Uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed being on cruise ships. Um, I think up until maybe a year ago, I thought maybe I'd want to go back. But honestly, the thought of living in a tiny cabin now just doesn't appeal to me but yeah. maybe, maybe I'll never I never say never but um I'm glad that I did the ships for what, sure. cruise is, what line cruise line did you do um so I started with P&O and I worked for a company called Headliners and then I went to QDOS which was with uh QNARD so QNARD okay our line uh which was the Queen Victoria. So I did a few, I think I did three in total. Did I? Yeah, three. I think I did three cruise ships in total. Back to back or did you do things in between? Um, so the first one, I did the first one and then I had a break and I went, I worked in Spain for a while. Wow. And then I went back. Um, I went back and then I did two very close succession um yeah but there was yeah there was a gap in between where I was doing other things uh, it's a was, great so I just like to get to travel yeah um, I know it's gotten better because when I did the ships we they were called the small ships they had the Norway which was the big one which had the full huge review and they also did a book show like my fair lady uh -huh. so they would I know that they do more of those we just did a, like a review show mm -hmm. and then we had just the little dance floor the band was behind us we changed over by the pac-man machine with the curtain and then i went back on a norwegian caribbean uh cruise didn't go on it but i got a little tour when it was in seattle and they have i mean the stages are incredible they have real dressing okay. rooms and area and i was like okay it's definitely gone up a lot since the 80s and yeah. i know that the caliber of the dancing and the expectation of the passengers has gone up too because 
-hmm. I think before people had like their midnight buffet, their first and second seating, and now people have exquisite meals and the shows have to be like, I feel like the ship's you know, they all have to be good because if one ship has a crappy show, you know, or yeah, reflects... well, the competition's huge, isn't it? There's so yeah. many cruise ships now that they have to be. They're always trying to be the biggest or the most capacity or something. They have to have, you know, one title or another. So, yeah, uh, I was on um, Britannia, which at the time was very new. I think I was the third cast on there, so the ship was only. I want to say a year and a half or maybe two years old when I got on it so it still felt very new um yeah. that, that stage was ultra modern all of the led screens and things like this but this is going back now to 2000 and when did I get on 15 I think or 2016 maybe so quite a long time ago really to I don't know for that to have been a thing but now I think Royal especially the shows are huge and for yeah. showgirls there's, there's a lot of showgirl shows on Royal yeah. lovely um really I've nice. seen video I'm kind of surprised because the showgirl shows have gone away in Paris and Vegas but I've seen gorgeous costumes and they look like showgirls they're not like just sticking the costumes on in the middle of some other show it looks like there's some really beautiful high caliber showgirl stuff at sea we all have to go on cruises if we want to see it exactly and no their casting is in fact i saw a casting recently for royal and five foot ten is their minimum height so they're really sticking to their guns with that which is tall for yeah well obviously by any standard so yeah it's it's great to see and and i think there's it's a wonderful thing they're doing and they're creating more and more for showgirls it's not just one or two there's a lot of them now so it's really good yeah really wow did you like the cruise ship life because I know like there you know you run out of things to do eventually but it's also kind of sweet yeah I enjoyed it um so each contract was very different the first uh the second one I talked about on Britannia, which was the piano ship with Pudas, we were on one week itineraries and we were doing three shows per night because the theatre had been built slightly too small for the passenger capacity. So in order to give everyone a chance to see the show, we had to do it three times, but we had four shows. So in a seven day cruise, we were doing four shows three times a night and it was- Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And sometimes we'd have our turnaround day and then we'd have the welcome show, the first show. And it was just, it was a very difficult thing to keep up. And the shows were really high caliber. We were working, we were working hard. Um, But then the next contract I did on the Queen Victoria, um, that was a world voyage and it couldn't have been more different. We only had three production shows some of the legs of the voyage were four weeks long. So in four weeks, we'd do three shows, which is outrageous. Um, (laughs) And I'm a very proactive person. So I was finding all kinds of things to do. Um, Luckily, our sea days were, we didn't have that many, but there was some points where we had, I think nine sea days in a row was our, the longest, which is a long time, isn't it? Um, But I used to, teach line dancing I went to choir I did the craft club I did all sorts really yeah because I just don't sit still very well yeah. um, so I was forever finding things to do um 
I actually have a pen friend from that cruise who she's 78 years old and we became friends and we went for coffee and cake often because she was obviously on there as well and she was on there for the full world voyage so yeah we became friends and we're still we're still pen friends now which is nice because it's well six years later so. oh my gosh yeah because you get yeah. to meet people because you're nobody's going anywhere I went out on crystal cruises do you know um oh my gosh Calcutt Oh my gosh, I just lost his first name. Lewis. Lewis, yes. He was dancing on the ship because I went out. I taught a couple a yoga class and a stretch class every day. And then I got a free cruise. And the and Lewis is in the show. Uh And I was just so impressed. Like it was hard dancing and they had a different show every night. Because I did the same show. We didn't have we only had one. We had a roaring 20s like a crew staff thing. Yeah. But it was, and then they were doing the welcome and lifeboat drill, and they were doing yeah. some game show thing. And like, boy, they keep them busy. Mm-hmm. And and we that was a trip New York to Bermuda. So there's just a couple sea days and then yeah, in port they got a break. But that's that's yeah, definitely a it's a you're gonna work your butt off in those yeah. shows. That's why whenever anyone asks me now, I say do a small ship and do a world voyage because that's where you're gonna have the best time you still yeah. get paid you do a smaller amount of work and you get to see the whole world which was amazing for me I enjoyed it a lot was travel something you want you wanted to do because for a lot of us that was a big perk is like you're gonna pay me to dance and pay me to travel like yeah yes. I, think, I think that definitely what is something that's always been apparent for me I like to move around but my family call me a bit of a gypsy, so I'm taking on that role. I'm a modern day, um, but I like it. I enjoy yeah. it. I like to know that I can do that. Feels good. Yeah. We get to do that. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we have wings, not roots, or whatever that phrase is. <laughs> I, I don't think I've heard that. I like that though. Yeah. That's like because the we talked before we recorded that in the '80s and '90s people were back, dancers were back and forth to Paris and Vegas all the time because Miss Bluebell had both where there was shows. The lady I just talked to before you, like we both worked in Puerto Rico and Montreal and there was just, we all kind of seemed like we all were overlapping each other. Yeah, that's but, there, but there was more, but now, I mean, I know, because I'm going to ask you about cause Germany too, but you but you were in Spain. Was that a production show? Was that a, a yeah. showgirl kind of show? Uh-huh. I'm just hearing there's more happening than I knew, which. Yeah. So I, when I was in Spain, it was a show. Um, La Bouche is a company and it's actually a lady called Shay, who is an ex Mulan dancer who's created her own showgirl sort of team. Um, and she has these shows now, um, not permanent shows. It was like a Spiegel tent that they popped up in Alicante and they've done it since because this is now 2015 that I did this with Shay. Um, but her and her husband and her husband's brother, they, they have an agency and they create these shows. So yeah, it's really great. It's it's like a Spiegel 10. It's a variety show. The, The standard of circus artists that are in the show is unbelievable. Like the best artists in the world, um, because their agency, um, represents the best. Um, so they get firsthand, like first pick of these incredible artists. So the show was, yeah, really wonderful. Um, and Alicante is a gorgeous place. And like we were saying, we got to move around and I lived there for for the summer of 2015 and it was really great. Uh, 
yeah and then when did I where did I go after that I Spain and then I went back on my ships and then I went to Macau really I've heard isn't that kind of like the Vegas of China I've heard yeah it even looks like it with the marquees and the hotels yeah it's a it's a really strange feeling because now being in Vegas I know certain hotels and I'm thinking I've been here before but I haven't and it's because I went there in Macau it's very strange actually the similarities they've kind of just picked Vegas up and dropped it in Asia it's is it the same hotel or just similar aesthetics um so some of them are are completely identical so like Wynn's there Venetian's there uh MGM is there there's yeah there's a few that are exactly the same maybe not you know the blueprint or whatever but it's yeah the concept is identical um but Mikhail when I was there was like the start of the end again of shows um my show closed whilst I was in it out there because they wanted to repurpose the theater uh I think for a Chinese musical of all things Um, but that show was a wonderful show it was it was called Viva La Broadway and it was again a variety but showgirl primarily uh there was artists it was yeah a great show the stage was ginormous um we got to live in a hotel and have access to all these wonderful things it was a really great life that we had there uh but sadly yeah I was the last cast to do that show um there and since then the show there was girls that danced in where were they Crazy Paris was a show there and it's gone, which was also Showgirls that that finished. Uh, I think now House of Dancing Water is perhaps the only show still there. So I have a girl I worked with my, who's my age that was getting dancers together. Either she was doing it or she was finding them for somebody else. Uh-huh. This is like a year ago. So I don't, it might've been a smaller cabaret, but that's, I had never heard that Macau had these kind of shows so yeah I wonder if they kind of had their heyday like Vegas not maybe as long and then it just people just aren't interested it's like we're still figuring this out definitely culturally we've changed I think that Macau has so much potential for more shows to be back then honestly I'm I don't know anyone there now but perhaps there is shows and I just don't know about them um yeah but when I was there there wasn't a lot going on in in the show world at all mm. it's all sort of coming to an end I don't think COVID helped very much oh well, my gosh no because of the rules but um were yeah. you kind of an oddity there too or was it more uh tall blonde white girls? Yeah. we were unusual we had a yeah. lot of people ask us for pictures um I think there Chinese like because Macau's so far south it's barely connected and they've got their own currency it's kind of attached but separate it's still classed as China but it has its own flag and they're trying to be on their own but basically the Chinese come from mainland China to Macau because there's things that are different rule-wise so even though they were on holiday it was still their country you know Um, and I think there was sometimes a few Australians because I guess it's not that far from Australia but generally it was yeah, we were aliens. <laughs> All yeah. <laughs> yeah, I lived in Puerto Rico, and we were—it was a tall cast. And 
when we would travel, we'd just be asked if we were a basketball team, you know, because there's yeah. tall women. Well, you yeah. must be a basketball team. <laughs> so very glamorous. Yes, we are. <laughs> you know, none of us could do sports, but yeah, we just kind of like quit trying to say we were dancers. Yeah, it gets boring, doesn't it? <laughs> so you've already hit quite a few countries before you're what, in your mid 20s? You've already hit yeah. all those and living a life that you're not just popping in for a month or so. You're there long enough to kind of settle a little. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. And then, well, I think I've told you all the places I was. So you said you got there at the end of Bonaire. Was that, did you go to Paris to audition for the Lido? Did you make um, yourself back to Paris to pursue more dancing? So when I was at Nouvelle in 13, I auditioned for Bonaire then. Oh, that's right. That would be. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Jane at the time, she said that I was a little too green. Uh, I was like fresh, which true, I was. <laughs> um, but she did say that uh, there was a potential Bonner tour um, that would keep in contact. But I think I knew that I needed to kind of grow a little bit as a performer. And like I told you, I didn't really, like fall, I fell into being a showgirl, really. So it wasn't something that I'd been thinking about for a long time previously. Uh, so then, yeah, I think it was good that I went off and did the things I wanted and the things that I did do so then when I came back and auditioned again it was a I was ready I was more ready to be in that role I think uh, I've heard several people I interviewed that were told that and they and I go oh that's a hard but they came back and I and I think yeah. of that show it's a very mature show not like content wise but they look like women I think and I don't I think yeah I think it's a look and even um you know there's a lot of public Thing, you know you're in public doing different things for the Lido so mm -hmm. you know and so I think maybe even just that season live a little bit more life and yeah but when people came back and they can see the difference that feels like oh I've, I've done it and instead of just getting it I don't know sometimes for some people that having to try twice maybe three yeah. times and finally getting it makes you feel uh -huh. like I really I really have grown I really have yeah. grown as a dancer and a performer and probably as a person yeah, I was in Paris again in 2018. I went back to the new um, to La Nouvelle because um, I got a call to say that they were a dancer had been injured and can I come in and replace? And it'd been five years since I did the show, but somehow after a few days rehearsal, it had come back to me. So yeah, I did the season again there, and that's when I re-auditioned. So I auditioned in 18. And then ready for the world tour of Lido, which again, didn't happen. Um, but because of that, they then said that they wanted me in Paris in the show. So that's when I started, which was early 19, uh, the start of 2019. And that's Paris-Marvais. And that was Paris-Marvais, yeah. So the tour, where were they going to go? Because I heard this, it sounded wonderful, but then I'm like, well, who can house that? It must have been a scaled down show if it was going to be theaters cabaret like where they were going to take yeah. it it's hard to imagine yeah. traveling with all those costumes and uh-huh I, I think the team was going to be fairly small but there was like a kind of at least a week in each theater if I remember correctly from the itinerary but it was um it touched three parts of Australia uh we were going to be in Vegas there was going to be an American part of the tour I want to say South Africa was on there it was incredible um the the places that it was going to be New York it was going to go to New York oh. uh, yeah it sounded wonderful 
Um, and we were all very, very sad when that didn't happen. Um, but it meant that I got to be in Paris in the show. So, I mean, I, yeah. I can't complain, but yeah. the tour Do you know why it didn't go? I wonder if it was fighting people. Honestly, like- I'm not sure. I, I think there was a lot of hearsay, a lot of kind of guessing, but no one, I don't think we Nobody ever knows. knew the reason. Mm. Yeah. It'd be so great if I could just go to Vegas and see a, yeah, a show was- direct from Paris. Like for people who are never going to make it to Paris to see these shows, yeah. like what a great way to experience it. For sure. For sure. So were you there it for the creation great. of the show? Harry Marvet? Yeah. No, uh, I was there after that. The creation was I think through I think three years before I got there it was it had been great it had been on stage as Harry Marvel. yeah was that 2015 when it maybe opened? yeah I it it wasn't it would it was established a few years before I got into it so it must have been yeah maybe 15 14 15 somewhere there uh because I still saw Bono in 13 so it must have been after that yeah but no, I wasn't there for the creation. Uh, I joined as a bluebell and loved it. I loved every second. It was so great. It was it was like um like you were saying because I because I wanted to go there and I was not not allowed, but I kind of knew I wasn't ready. When I came back, I was like, now is the time I want to be in this show, and so it felt really good that I'd got to that point. Um, and to be in the show yeah it was a really great thing Mm. back in Paris because I love Paris so it was just so lovely and by that point I was much more used to the city and I didn't just see it at night I saw it all day as well yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and you already had some relationships established too right so you can sometimes you know more people they'll get out and explore more instead of when you're just new to a city by yourself yeah no I like I'm I'm good at getting out and exploring I just I just was enjoying champagne too much I think <laughs> <laughs> you're in Perry you have to yeah. wow no, so what no. is it about because I love that show um it's so interesting because people the older generation some people liked it some people thought they modernized it too much and I hear it all and I go I love the show and part was like I would have loved to do that show because I think you know, there's, there was such a nice variety in it. And there was things that some people are like, well, that's not, you know, the hair down bothered some of the older generation. Yeah. And I, you know, there's, there's whatever, all the different opinions of that. Cause if we saw it one way only, but I loved, I thought for a dancer, like it'd be a really fun show to do. It's also like, I love the Mulan can can, I do love it, but it looked, your hips are going to fall out of the sockets and break, yeah. but the, the Lido's is just, it feels like it has more breadth and it's just, it's you're still working hard but um I don't know I just feel like there's a really good balance in that show so for you as a dancer was that Mm -hmm. an appeal too of just the the variety of styles or the it's also very mature company yeah I think just the thought of being a bluebell when I joined there I was so amazed for the longest time like I couldn't believe that I was there and and doing that I I was just so like overwhelmed but um no, the show itself was great. And because I was a bluebell, we dance, we dance, like we really danced in that show. And yeah, there was a real variety. And I was lucky that I got to learn the musette couples so I could do the the little 
the little bits that you know you wouldn't do that in another show you like to go barefoot on stage and dance with your partner like it's just you just don't get to do that all the time so things like that and then I I started to like move around a little bit so it was always very fresh and it was yeah it was a really enjoyable show to do and like you say the can-can just fun like everything about it was so fun for me my favorite number was the end in our blue when we're like for me I was Lady like blue. Blue. yeah it's <laughs> the blue. for me it was just the blue bell number I was like this is it I'm doing it I am yeah. I'm wearing the feathers it, yeah that one for me was my favorite but it was a great show it, and even like the music sometimes I hear the music and I'm like oh, it, it still feels really exciting to me as a show um maybe it'll go on tour hopefully that would be great. that's why I think some people are hoping with Accor because I think they have their have a hotel they have hotels everywhere that yeah. was like maybe that will happen but there's things that can because it's just people maybe people will pay attention now. Like there's all this talent, there's all these costumes. Yeah. Maybe people want to see this because now that they really, the same people, I heard a lot of people say the French people, you know, a lot of them never had seen it. They're sad it went away. Yeah. But they're like, why did we not see it? So, you know, maybe because they could come back be there forever. Didn't they? That's why. Yeah. You just think it all get there eventually. Mm-hmm. So when you were there till COVID, right? Yeah. My timing was I don't know if it was lucky or coincidental or what, but I'd been there for over a year and I sort of sat down with Jane and um, she was like, what do you want to do? Do you want to stay? Do you need time? Like, because I wasn't sure if I wanted to kind of go and come back because I think you can stay sort of till the end of your career in Paris. And like we said before, it's so close to the UK. It's nice for me because I could have popped home and you can come and see me. So sort of in my head I was thinking maybe I ought to go and do something and then come back and then I'll feel like I could stay and like you know really settle in for a few years so at the beginning of March I decided to take a month off (laughs) oh really (laughs) yeah which I mean nine days later the show closed for Covid and it didn't reopen again for a year so Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know if that was good timing or not on my behalf, but I wasn't under contract. So there wasn't anything that I could do with, you know, like being paid during that time, um, which was unlucky for me. But yeah, um, it did mean that I'd I'd moved out of my apartment because it was going to be rented by somebody else for that time. So there was pros and cons, but it did mean that I was back in the UK with nowhere to live during COVID so that, it was kind of stressful for a minute um but ultimately it all kind of worked out um but it did mean that I didn't ever go back to Lido which I always thought that I would um, yeah which is sad I I do feel I feel like I missed out on a few years there at least but yeah this is my kitty singing um but at least I got to do it that's sort of my attitude I'm like I I'm sad I didn't get to go back, but I got to be there on that stage for the time that I was. So I sort of just feel lucky that I did get to do it because obviously there's people that didn't. So yeah, that's my my attitude towards it. Um, How, so you did a one-year contract? I was there from, when did I start? So my rehearsals began 
I think February of 19 and then I joined the show and then I left yeah March so a year yeah, yeah. with her I guess I was yeah so was there I think we were hearing that that COVID was coming at the beginning of March so were you kind of knowing but nobody's really thinking it was going to things were closing down at that when you left it wasn't like oh maybe this is going away no, not at all yeah I mean, we were obviously aware of it by that point um but it wasn't something that felt like it was going to close the show it was like yeah. you've got it stay at home but yeah. no, we didn't think it was going to be severe like it was not at all I think we had three weeks. So you went home to the UK. Did you move in with your parents again? Or uh, I that's did. hard to travel and be yeah. an independent woman and move back well, home. I think I went there at first and I love my family, but they they think that I'm strange because I do things so differently to them. It's because I've done things on my own for so many years by that point that, yeah, so I found a place to live. Um, so I moved into an apartment alone just because well that's just what we do I think as dancers yeah. but um yeah I stayed alone during COVID and I actually worked in an office which was soul destroying but it was for my family and I felt like I was at first doing a favor and they knew I hated it but I was there because I was helping them so that's what I did for a year and it was just you know, it would every day I was so grateful that I am a dancer and I don't work in an office, which for some people I know that works, but for me to sit still all day and yeah. I'm just not made for doing that. So it was a difficult year for sure, yeah. as yeah. it was for everybody, but we got through it finally. And it wasn't, there wasn't much to even look forward to what's coming back. So I think it's, I mean, I think everybody knew the Lido, but then when it goes a year, longer than a year, like, will it come back? But yeah, with everything being closed, just like I talked to, I interviewed a lot of the, the current cast at the beginning, like they're working out, they're starting businesses, but they're like, but we're getting ready because we're going to go back on stage. And then a year yeah. goes by and you can't keep that same fervor that, yeah. so were you thinking, I'm just getting myself ready to get back out there? Yeah, I, I was just so motivated to be back on stage because I was, not enjoying sitting in an office and I just knew like surely this isn't going to last forever like you, you yeah. it was obvious it wasn't but it was a shock how long it did actually last for wasn't it yeah. um but no I I knew that Lido was going to be reopened on a smaller cast basis and then um I did have to just start thinking what am I going to do um because you can't always bank on a job can you like which I mean mm. there isn't always enough space for everyone so yeah I just had to start thinking about what I was going to do and that's when I spoke to Germany that's her kitty in the back talking <laughs> no it's good it sounds like a mechanical toy yeah she's, just, <laughs> she's squeaky she's tiny that's all <laughs> she's just needy she's a bit sassy yeah um yeah that's when I that's when I was offered the job at Palazzo in Mannheim um that was at the end of last year where is where is Mannheim uh it's just south of Frankfurt okay is that, I think do they have a big stage and big beautiful costumes I'm seeing yes I think that's the one I've been seeing lately it looks yeah. beautiful okay so Pal- Palazzo it, it's been in a Spiegel tent that they've built and then just deconstructed every year. Whereas this year, 
they they've got a solid location so from now on they're going to be in one place which uh is a new thing but the show is beautiful and yeah the costumes are amazing um rihanna who she is the choreographer of the show she actually creates the costumes herself um she's a very talented lady and wow. beautiful beautiful costumes but the the show is in a round so it's just a, an amazing location and obviously the audience sits all around you and the stage goes up and down and it's yeah it's a gorgeous show and I thoroughly enjoyed doing it especially um post covid we were all so hungry to be back on stage yeah. we were just so driven but yeah it was nice it was a nice contract to go back to absolutely did they have a lot of restrictions at that point or was it they when it was where people could come back in and not have to they talked about the talked to people at the Lido how you had to have your mask on but you put your makeup on you put it back on and then you yeah. go on stage and they were still like how to how to have a business mm-hmm. and be dancers but that touch each other yeah <laughs> and- Germany was strict as a country but the inside of our venue we didn't have to wear masks on stage, but the audience members okay. did. Um, that's how it. That's how it worked. And there was like such a roller coaster. Of- <laughs> <laughs> She's been a <laughs> there was such a roller coaster of we thought it was going to close, and then there was new rules. Then the rules were relaxed, and it went like that for the whole time we were there. Because um, Germany was just quite strict in general, even to get into a a closed shop you had to have a COVID test done that day like it was extreme yeah wow but no luckily we stayed open the whole season almost glitched free I, I you kind of sugarcoat everything don't you in your memory like for me it seemed like it went <laughs> hit, without a hitch but I, I probably am glazing over some details but in my head it was great yeah I think yeah I think you said people were so hungry to be on the stage like yes I'll do this okay yes I will do this like we were just like we knew we had to do whatever that this all could go away because I think I mean I have a dance studio in Seattle and we just watched studios close and we made it but it's like wow this really this really could take what I love Uh and as a dancer we know we don't get to do this till we're 70 so I think that's another thing of you know your career only has this many good years. And when you have a year or two, almost two years taken away, it's really hard to keep yourself feeling hopeful. Yeah, especially because I'm 30 now. So during COVID, I was like, I have not got enough time for you to be taking this year. From right. Me. <laughs> you guys can see how cute this kitty is that makes this funny sound. So tell me about Vegas, because when I asked where you were and you said you were in that show, because I... Now I know it showed is because I did I did see that stage with the giant motorcycle yeah. sphere. So how did how did that come about? Of no, I don't know like how how easy it is if you're you know to if you have to have a visa or they work that out for you because it doesn't yeah. seem like it's as easy it used to be to just travel no. international. It's definitely not as easy. But I mean I don't know what it used how easy it used to be, but I'm I'm positive it's not that easy. Um, yeah, the show. How did I get the job? So the show um, was created a few years. I want to say this is its third year. Um, so during the creation process, I um, I responded to an advert and they they asked me to be part of their creation a few, this is three years ago, I think. And then 
it didn't happen. I can't really remember the ins and outs. And then, and then COVID, and then I was away. And then, you know, all of these things went on. Whereas this summer, um, I'd come back and I was living in London and, and they said again, like, are you free for a contract? And I kind of thought, you know what? Now's the time I'm going to move myself to Vegas. So that's what I did. And here I am. Um, I've been here since the beginning of September. And Vegas is a crazy place, but I'm I'm enjoying myself. And yeah, it's good. The show is difficult. I don't know if that's because it is difficult or I'm just old now and everything. Um, but yeah, can you tell a little bit about this show too? Because I think with this, is this, you said there's three shows that are on that ballet stage, different nights. Do they rotate? The company that I'm working for, they, they manage three shows in three different venues. Oh, different venues. Okay. Yeah. So the show that I'm in extravaganza is at Bally's on the Jubilee stage. And then they have a show called Rouge, which is at the Strat. And then they have Wow, which is at the Rio. Okay. Yeah. So they're all very different. Um, but extravaganza is like we open as showgirls and it's it's kind of set in Vegas. Um, it's a variety show and there's a lot going on. Um, but I I mentioned a few of the numbers to you before, but we kind of go from a 1920s diner to an MJ, a whole MJ chapter. Um, and then we do like Frank Sinatra, a, a number to Frank Sinatra. And then we do like um, Gatsby. Uh, yeah, we do. We we really go around all different. Yeah. Um, so it's nice as a dancer, actually, for the variety. Uh, but not a showgirl, not a showgirl show, which is really what I do. But yeah. adaptable. We, we have to make things um, adaptable, don't we here? Are there any any cast members that were in Jubilee? I don't know how old they would be now um no no yeah because I think there was a couple that were over at um legends and concert there was a few ex-jubilee dancers there because I was wondering what it'd be like to come back and be on that stage in a very different capacity so it's probably same dressing rooms I did get to walk around in there like that's such a giant stage do you yeah. guys have stair- staircases or any no well the stage has now been uh made a lot smaller when than it was when it was jubilee they've They've added the screen, which has sort of cut the stage in half. So we only use the front half of the stage. Um, we don't use any of the lifts. Uh, the state, yeah, the stage is not what it was like when Jubilee was on that stage. Yeah, okay. Very different. Um, but the cast is also a lot smaller. We don't have nearly as many people as the cast of Jubilee did. So I don't know if that's why they've made made it smaller I'm not sure but it's hard on that giant stage to not have everybody look tiny unless you scale it in yeah or wear huge feathers like yeah <laughs> then those feathers took up like half the uh-huh. oh, so there's there is there remnants of jubilee like I know I've been in valleys and they have the mm-hmm. costumes in some of those cases there yeah they so do. those this you know you've seen some Bob Mackey and some Pete Menifee costumes so you are still this is what we've a lot of us talked about. You've got that. And then then what they call the showgirls. I do the my air quotes thing of the yeah. girls that are out there in their little shorts and their mm-hmm. tennis shoes and yeah. representing the showgirl. But it is, it's like you look around and you feel like there should be showgirl shows because there's signage yeah. and iconic uh-huh. showgirl 
No, absolutely. Um, honestly, if I had the money, I would put my own show here because it. I just think it needs that. There's not that show that's like got the glamour of anything that like any showgirl would know what I mean by that, but I don't know how to yeah. explain it, but they don't have that here. There's not a show here that, that embodies that at all. Um, and obviously we're on stage and like I said to you, I open and I'm a showgirl, I'm wearing a gorgeous set of feathers, but that's it. Like that, that's where it starts and ends. And then from that point on the show is, isn't a showgirl show. It's just, I'm a dancer. Yeah. <laughs> Different. Huh. What about the other people in the cast? Are there people that showgirl was brand new to them? Because we yeah. were talking before, like when you see bad bevels or all that, and if they take the time to, to teach that, or are you kind of the, the, the one they go to, to give, uh, do, do you give some showgirl tips for how to put, you know, you can't just go out and clump right on your heels and be uh, showgirl. I, I have done that in the past. Um, but it's like we were saying, they just don't teach that anymore. So it's, it's just not a thing. People don't know about that. And, and it's not, um, it's a style that's not being taught. So then you can't blame anyone for not knowing because right. we just haven't learned it. Uh, but no, I am with some people that have never done that style before. So they, they do ask questions. Um, and it's, and I just feel, I feel silly. Cause I'm like, who am I to tell anyone what that is, you know, but if I can help, then I will, um, yeah. of course. But yeah, I think because this, like the, like I said, the opening is very showgirl. So like there is points where we do need to utilize that leg bevel, cross it over the situation. whole pull up. Yeah. Uh -huh. But then there's also parts of this show which are which isn't my forte. So then you know, some of us are here and there's people that are very fresh and they've learned commercial and they do that style very easily. And then there's people like me that have been a showgirl their whole career, basically, and they're trying to do MJ and trainers and it just feels so unnatural. <laughs> so, yeah, we're all helping each other out. Really. Yeah, I think there's some of those good things like, okay, I've got this that I can help you with and this is, yeah. this is where I'm having to pull myself up to meet where else is. Yeah, exactly. Have you been able to see other shows there? Oh, I've seen so many. Seen <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm forever watching shows. It's actually quite funny. Everyone's like, where are you going tonight, Sean? Because I'm doing something always. But um, there's still a lot of Cirque du Soleil shows here, which are obviously on such a grand scale. They're amazing to see. Um, I've seen like the there's Spiegel world so they have absinthe and opium but they don't have dancers they're all artists and then there's like a comedic character that kind of carries the show through uh what else have I seen I've seen the other shows from my company which are great and very different to what I do but still you know wonderful uh wow is actually a water show so they have a, a shallow pool on stage and they dance in it so they huh. yeah which is obviously a concept that you just don't see every day. <laughs> it's, it's good to watch. Um, and then Rouge is like the taken on the new sexy area of the strip, but it's not, it's not um, sexy as in like topless. It's sexy as in new and commercial. And it's, very yeah. it's a very modern show. Is that the stratosphere? 
that's at the start. I think yeah. there's two girls from my studio that are in that show. That's why I thought when I go down there, I need oh, to really? see. I have just didn't realize there were so many. Did everything kind of come at the same time or like when because uh, I was seeing people during the height of the pandemic, people were going to Vegas. Like they were still going and gambling and I don't know if yeah. the shows weren't there, but they were they were showing up. I think um Rouge, we Rouge was created and opened this year. Um, okay. I know I think the dancers maybe flow out here in May and they the show was created and then it's been open for well, they just celebrated their two hundredth show. So they've been open a few months. Um, and then Extravaganza, I told you, stayed open throughout COVID somehow. Yeah. Wow. Just adhering to all of those rules and just a tiny, tiny amount of people in the audience. Somehow, yeah, I don't know how they managed to make that work, what they did. Uh, yeah, and then the rest of the shows, all of them were here and they just closed and they've reopened, I think. There's a new show called Mad Apple, which is a Cirque show, which has got dancers, but again, they're commercial dancers. It's not feathers by any means. Yeah. <laughs> it's um almost hip hop, I guess. It's very, very current. Uh, it's a great show. I loved it. But it, a show, unfortunately, I will never be in because it's mm. out of my comfort zone. Because <laughs> that's was a hard, when I was in those areas, like you could go, live in the same city and if you get bored you just go do another show but it's not that same thing like I could just live in Vegas and go contract contract different shows and now yeah it's not uh, like that uh, even though there's a lot of shows it's not that many that are gonna, oh dog just choked himself on my headphones um so I was gonna ask you something about mm, 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 I just forgot are you do you take classes at all down there because I know that Vegas has had some amazing dance classes and a lot of us um, have to go all the way back to the 70s and 80s to talk about that that time where you had show people teaching all the classes uh-huh. um I haven't been to a class yet but I do intend to start um there is classes here I've heard people speaking about them and I actually did my rehearsal process at Millennium Dance Center which I think is the home yeah. of a lot of um classes so yeah I'll get myself to a class I just haven't got there yet <laughs> it is curious like the dance vibe like every city has its different you know kind of thing and if vegas has you know it's show people that end up there but it's not as many dancers i guess mm, i think What's... the feel is new it's very new and modern and commercial yeah and, yeah which is not me but it's something that i'm just embracing i think trying to anyway <laughs> Could you see yourself staying in Vegas if there was opportunity for you for a career? Um, right now, I don't know the answer to that. I, I still feel a lot like I'm on holiday. Which, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, just because I live so close to the Strip. So everywhere's just got that kind of, what's the word? It's kind of fake. It's not, it feels like it's not a real place. Right. And yeah, here I am living here. I'm working here, but um, I like nature and I like to be outside. So that's one thing that I miss. Um, I can get out and do a hike, but it's, you drive 40 minutes to get there. So yeah, yeah that's something that I think I would miss. And that would put me off staying here for a long, long time. But if something came along, an opportunity that presented itself and it was, you know, something that would be like a wow moment, then of course, yeah. I, yeah. I never say never, but I don't know if Vegas is somewhere I definitely stay for, for a long time. 
I remember moving there in Reno and just, I'm from Washington. Like we're on the same okay loud, yeah it's kind of like that that green and a lot of rain and yeah. I would look at Vegas so brown and I would just cry because I'm like it's so brown I miss green I miss water yeah. but then I didn't have the opportunities in my beautiful home state to perform we've tried in Seattle over and over shows would you know make it for a little bit and so you either go to LA you go to New York you go to Vegas and yeah. you, you know you make it your home no, of course. Uh, and I think I said to you, there's a huge community of, of performers here because there is so many shows, but it's like we were saying, unfortunately, there's just not the same shows as there used to be. So I don't really have options to be in anything else um, because they just isn't, there's not a, there's not a single feather in sight, if I'm honest. I've not seen anywhere that has showgirls apart from Vegas, the show maybe is yeah maybe the only other one and there's all these I just did an interview with Karen Fetter who is an archivist for the Nevada Museum uh-huh. and there's a whole thing on the Tropicana of the costumes that the museum yeah. has acquired so there are a bunch of costumes in like the show there's the Showgirl Museum which I suggest going to Grant, Grant Filippo has costumes from there's some from the Lido in Paris really? wow. in there so it's kind of fun to go in and say I saw this on a poster yeah. But like, you know, like there's these costumes that, that could be brought, you well, know, brought to life uh-huh. again. Like there's, there's the stages, there's the costumes, there's great talent. It's just like, who wants to take yeah. this huge financial risk? So if you could do it, I, I and what kind of show would you design? There, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, let's get this. Cause there's, there's, maybe there is something cause nostalgia comes back, you know, like people miss glamour, you know, we've gotten just so we just used to seeing things of you know, it's so mundane, but if you could put a show together, like what, what would you see of something, the elements that would be make a really good show? Cause you've been in some great shows and they've been very different from each other. Yeah. I think that for me, when I watch a show, it's the scale. So when you see 30 girls and they're all doing the same thing and they're all in an amazing costume, like that's when I'm like, wow, this is incredible. And obviously they're always talented and they're always doing something choreography wise it's a great thing but it's the scale I think I miss that when they're just all in the line and they're all so gorgeous I think that's what I miss personally on stage and just that like not old-fashioned that's not the word but just that classic style like we don't need to wear trainers and we don't need to do anything cool just nice pulled up dance would be lovely <laughs> that'd be lovely um, yeah. well that was when I went to the Lido before I went twice last year and uh, they put in that new section of Nublab which is the uh, I don't think it was it there in April yes and it was the costumes that they brought back that had been know, in storage right. did you see the show I saw it so I went just before it closed oh, I you did. because everyone in the show were people that I was in the show with so it was it, I felt it was really important for me to go back and see yeah. And yeah, I saw that whole new section and I actually loved it because for me, like Bonheur was my dream show. I was wished really badly that I was in that show. Um, so to see some of that come back and like Panache and the others, like that's, yeah, I love that. That was probably the height of the glamour. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think it, it what they brought back, because I do watch some videos from the shows and it has a cheesy element that you almost go, oh, ooh, like yeah. Jubilee was great, but there's a few things like, man, they, but then they tried to update it and they went 
too far. Yeah. You know, like I think with even the way Parmere, they had things that were contemporary and look now, but they still had the glamour. Mm-hmm. And then when they brought that section in that, that had both, I'm like, this could work really well because yeah, some things incredible. needed to be kind of put aside when the song, you know, it's kind of like the, the choir-ish kind of singer. Yeah. <laughs> there is, but some of it, you know, some people love that, but I was like, you know, we can update it, but, but no, don't, no. don't throw away all the, all the classy things. Like there's, that's yeah. what I think newly, it had like, it, it was timeless. It wasn't dated. It was timeless. No, I agree. And anyone could appreciate that. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be, a showgirl to appreciate a great show like that. Yeah. The the show, the costumes for Jubilee are downstairs in my theater, locked away in a room. And every day I walk in there, I think about that fact. Um, Because there was different rumors, like they were supposed to go somewhere and then a box would show up. And I think they're down, they're in the- They're locked away. They're just, I feel like they must have secret shows at night. They all come out and dance. Like that would be an amazing show. Like the costumes come out and they get to come alive again. Like if all the shows from the Tropicana. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard this, but they're about the burning of the costumes in Vegas. Did you ever hear those stories? No, I didn't. They would come from Paris and they'd have to pay duty on it if they stayed a certain amount of time. Uh-huh. So they would go with a tax person out in the desert when Vegas is more just tumbleweed and they would burn them all so instead of pay the taxes that it would cost to bring them back to paris they burn these gorgeous costumes oh my god that's awful so someone who has who has money listening to this let's do a thing of these costumes all coming back to life and get to they all have stories in it like when you look at the tags inside the costumes like if you went to jubilee that show ran what 35 years there's probably tag names under names under names under there that of all the stories yeah, I like that. I like to know that my name's in costumes around the place. Yeah, yeah. There's not, there's not many, Sean, so people must know it's me. Yeah, look, that's her. Yeah. Well, I we're going to end here because I just, I know I want more more questions, but we'll leave it because I'm actually coming down to Vegas beginning of February. Yeah. I would love to come see the show. I think I'm going to try oh. to hit as many shows. And then I want to, I've just thought of this too, is I would love to do on my, the Bluebells Forever Facebook group to do a live like a happy yeah. hour or something and get like the, all the generations. So you can meet all these dancers that are, yeah. that have danced in Paris. All uh-huh. they're all over the place down there. Maybe we just yeah. get a get together mm-hmm. and have a, a, a thing of yeah. everybody's once a bluebell, always a bluebell or all the other shows you did. I love that. I actually was sat and the, the server, he, he took one look at me and I had my stage makeup on. He said, are you a dancer? And I said, I am. And he went, I was a dancer once. And he, he's, um, he's not old, but like he's older and he worked at the Lido and we had so many friends that we both were the mutual friends because he was there. So the, the ladies like Jane and Kate and Petra that kind of went into the office when I was on stage, they were in his line. So he knew everyone. Oh, really? Time. And yeah, he's going to actually come watch the show soon. We exchanged details. So it was really nice. Yeah. What's his name? You know what? I can't remember. I'll have I don't know if you want to like out him out here. Or I can't. I wish I could remember. He he's in my inbox, but um, yeah. there's just a there's a lot of people. A lot of people that came from other countries loved Vegas and stayed, or they married and stayed. He was in Jubilee, and then he went over and did Lido, and then yeah, he is now back in Vegas. Um, it's not Steve. No, he's still, he's teaching Pilates down there somewhere. 
He was in Bonaire. Bonaire. Get that wrong. I'll have to find him and then I'll tell you. But um, okay, yeah, it was really yeah. nice. He just knew straight away because I was sat there actually with Adrian the, from Nouvelev and we were talking and he must have maybe overheard what we were talking about as well. So, yeah, it was gorgeous to talk to him. And he's just there now. He works at Paris. Um, so really close to the ballet. Really? Work. Yeah. OK, wow. Yeah, I think it's like the more you're there, you'll find all they're just everywhere. You're surrounded by show people. Yeah, and actually, a guy came out. I was doing meet and greet after the show, and he said, "I recognise you." And I was like, "I don't know if you do." And he said, "Where have you worked before?" And I, I started to say, "Well, I was just in Germany, and then before that in Paris." And he said, "Were you on stage at the Lido reunion?" And I said, "Yes." And he was there. Really? Yeah, he worked at the he worked at Jubilee, and he said he did over five thousand shows on the stage. He was a singer, and again, I've forgotten his name, but um yeah great he was so you were there I was okay I was there for the reunion too because I'm like you look familiar but yeah I probably I have picked you because we have all those pictures and you did you come out after the show too after the reunion and mm-hmm. I know I look at pictures and I'm like oh I'm standing right next to like I now I know people look like I'm in a picture next to you at the reunion yeah. and now I mean I must see. have been some of them at least yeah that's probably why people remember you because they've been looking at the photos yeah we're gonna and there's talk like we have to do more bluebell reunions last time we did it and saw the show but if there's no more bluebell shows that doesn't mean we can't have reunions and now you are part of the yeah you know not not the ones I we're watching that. but part of the part of the yeah. family well i'm gonna let you and your kid what is your kitty's name i didn't even ask um betty and yeah. bruno betty is a noisy one <laughs> and this is bruno he's a, he's the boy and he's very calm well he's he's been a lovely He's, I just keep, it's funny when you hear that meow how it comes across the microphone it's it's very funny I'm so sorry it's so annoying <laughs> no, it's so good <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna message you before I come down and see if you want if you want to grab a coffee or yes, we can do a video thing and I will come see the show and cheer you on and say yes bluebells are living on all over yeah, the world I'd love that it'd be great I'm actually yeah. in rehearsals to be understudy lead so maybe you'll <gasps> twice and see me oh yes 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 let me know so I can know where to find you on stage. Yeah, I will. All right, well, best to you. Once a bluebell, always a bluebell. Oh.